Good evening and welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in the Loop this Saturday night, this snowy Saturday night. Um, if you are home, I am grateful you are there and not out in this mess. It is going to get a lot worse from here. So let's just enjoy it from our homes if we can. I welcome you though in the name of Christ who welcomes us and we welcome one another as a result in response to that welcome that we experience from Christ. We welcome each other no matter who we are or where we're from, no matter the color of our skin or who we love or marry, no matter our gender identity, our age, our ability, our documentation status, even how we feel about organized church or religion, or especially right now, church online. We hope that this space here tonight, this virtual space is a place where you can experience God's presence and God's grace anew in your life. And with that said, I wanna give us the chance to welcome one another. So as we sometimes do, I invite you at this point on Zoom to turn on your camera if you feel comfortable and to enter into gallery view and give each other a wave. We have a few special uh, guests who are back tonight who I saw on the Zoom, so you can give them a special wave. Taylor, I see you. <laughs> but we're so grateful to have you all here tonight. And uh, as we welcome each other, I just invite you to take a breath And to prepare your hearts and minds for worship as we begin with our confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Because we are buried with Christ in the waters of baptism, we are raised to new life with him. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Rejoice in this good news. Amen. Thank you. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Compassionate God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence and continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring wholeness to all that is broken and speak truth to us in our confusion that all creation will see and know your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people, and you shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, if I hear the voice of the Lord my God anymore or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Majesty and splendor mark your deeds 
and your righteousness endures forever. You cause your wonders to be you are gracious and full of compassion. The of the nations. The works of your hands are faithfulness and justice. All of your precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. The people and commanded your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice this have a good understanding. God's praise endures forever. A reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Now concerning food sacrifice to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists and that there are no gods but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven and on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are, whom are all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we are all things, and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have not, since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you who possess knowledge eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience, when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their failing, I will never eat meat, so that I may not cause one of them to fall. 
Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as one of the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked the spirit, saying, Be silent, come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of the man. They were all amazed, and they kept asking one another, what is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, Jesus' fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. I guess we need to deal with those demons. Not that I want to. We believe in science, after all. Yep, let's be honest. There are a good number of Christians in this country who believe in a supernatural God, kind of like a super boyfriend. And if you believe in him, you too can work miracles like Jesus did, including casting out demons. Nothing to do with us. Is that our response to demons? Now, if I do a brain scan of the word demon, what comes up for me is the Broadway musical Sweeney Todd. Now, being a huge Stephen Sondheim fan, I can't resist going there right now. Let's talk about something other than politics and pandemic, right? Of course, the premise of Sweeney Todd is anything but light and fun. The main character is the demon barber of Fleet Street, as the opening song says. And Sweeney Todd is truly evil. Seeking revenge for a long-held grievance, he slits the throats of unsuspecting customers sitting in his barber's chair for a shave, and then sends them down a chute to Mrs. Lovett, who uses them in meat pies that she sells in her shop. Now, there's another song, a ballad, that conniving Mrs. Lovett sings to someone who's on to her, nothing's gonna harm you, not while I'm around, demons are prowling everywhere, 
nowadays, I'll send them howling. I don't care. I've got ways. Now, most of us would say, would probably say that evil is rampant in our world, maybe even prowling rampantly. But demons and exorcisms, like in today's gospel, I've never done an exorcism. There's no Lutheran rite of exorcism in our books. Well, let's think of Jesus' first 100 days of ministry. What did he do? Well, in Luke, Jesus gives an inaugural speech laying out his platform, announcing good news to the poor. In Matthew, Jesus goes up on a Moses and kind of like a new Moses, like a new Moses, goes up the mountain and gives the Sermon on the Mount. And in John, Jesus does his first miracle, turns water into wine. But in Mark, Mark is earthier. Mark is more primitive. The demons are busy and active, prowling around like beasts. So consider today's gospel kind of like going halfway around the world and then two millennia back and getting into that worldview. Because Jesus is possessed by the Holy Spirit. But the man with the unclean spirit in today's gospel, he's possessed by a demon. With his condition, he shouldn't even be in the synagogue. Sure enough, he causes a commotion. He's lost his voice, and it's the demon speaking now. The demons, the demons, they know who Jesus is, even if no one else does. And the demon just blurts out of the man, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? What do we blurt out when we are threatened by fear? When we are threatened and resist change? When a prophet comes among us, speaks with authority, speaks the truth that we do not want to hear? Do these ancient texts have anything to do with us? Many progressive Christians today act as if we don't really need God. We've got things under control. Thank you very much. What do the demons have to do with us? What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? What do you have to do with the insurmountable problems in our country? In his inauguration speech, our president said it is time to end the grim error, era of demonization. Time to put away the harsh rhetoric, lower the temperature, and see each other not as enemies, he said. But goodness, with such different news feeds and different social media feeds, everybody hears the story differently today. A completely opposite spin on every news story. We are possessed with such an absolute certainty of being right that not even the events of January 6th can change the minds of those who believe in conspiracy theories nothing to do with us? Maybe something like demons are prowling around in the things beyond our control. The pandemic and racial unrest and unemployment and negativity and mean-spiritedness, uh, the spread of untruths and lies and concern for ourselves over the common good. Now, if you think of demons in another way, we're used to people talking about the personal demons that they face, that they deal with. Sometimes it's an addiction that can spiral out of control, or mental, mental health issues, and those scary times when we wonder if we can make it to the other side or to mourning or our inability to believe that things can ever get better, the demon that tempts us to give up, either defeated and helpless or bitter and angry. 
some reporters noted that during the capital siege, there was something scary in the eyes of the rioters. What possessed them? Maybe it isn't demon possession, but most of us have felt possessed at times by anger, by lust, by power, by fear, by self-doubt. Tennessee Williams once said, if I lose my demons, I'd lose my angels. Maybe naming the demons is the beginning of healing. Maybe naming the demons begins to open us up to a, to a power greater than ourselves. Jesus sends the powers of evil reeling. He brings freedom, light, life, and healing, as one hymn puts it. Awesome. Did you hear the beginning of the gospel? Everybody is falling all over Jesus. He speaks with authority, not like the religious leaders. Jesus is the hot new ticket in town. But soon in Mark, others will think that he's out of his mind. That Jesus is the one with the demon. What does that have to do with us? Maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that any religious or political leader can be praised by one person and then denounced by another. After that commotion, after that commotion in God's house, the synagogue, Jesus silences the unclean spirit. And in Mark, Jesus often tells everybody to be silent about who he is. We, the reader of Mark, know who Jesus is, but most of the people in the gospel don't get it. It isn't until the silence is broken at the God-forsaken cross on which Jesus dies. There, there, in that dark moment, comes the confession of faith by the centurion. Truly, you are the Son of God. Could this could this be the clue to our demon dilemma tonight? Or to put the question of the gospel on our lips one last time. What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Everything. Everything. At the cross, in suffering, God's love is revealed. When the demons of injustice try to silence the good news, Jesus comes. With the, when the demons of fear take possession of us, Jesus heals. When the demons of apathy and anger and aggression seize us, Jesus brings reconciliation and peace. When we convulse, and when we resist the new thing that will set us free, Jesus speaks with authority, calling you to be more than you can ever imagine and reminding you of God's promise to you in baptism. Slightly rephrasing those words from Sweeney Todd. Demons are prowling everywhere, but there's nothing that's going to harm you. Not while I'm around. Not while God is with you. Dear people of God, demons or not, may this life-giving spirit of God possess you. Amen.
us offer to God both our praises and our petitions for all in need. Faithful God, give to all preachers and teachers the power of your prophetic spirit that their words will proclaim the comfort and challenge of Christ. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Bountiful God, restore lands and waters that have been harmed by, hu by human misuse. Raise up advocates for an ecological way of life and guide us toward an appropriate use of government in preserving the earth's natural resources. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Ruling God, give wisdom to our elected and appointed officials, to political parties and to grassroots organizers that in all things they endeavor to serve the common good guide our nation out of the ways of prejudice and into equality and justice for all. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Compassionate God, comfort those with mental illness or emotional distress, those institutionalized or living in the streets or residing in our homes. We praise you for the development of the COVID-19 vaccines and we pray for their fair and prompt distribution. Receive our prayers for those we have named before you, either in the chat feature or by temporarily unmuting. Pray for the campus ministry of the University of Maryland who experienced the death of one of their students and for Pastor Ray Ranker, who's leading them. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Reconciling God, give your spirit of wisdom and concord to our congregation, especially in its annual meeting tomorrow. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Eternal God, we praise you for Blessed Mary, Ansgar, and the martyrs of Japan, and all your servants of times past whose words and actions have inspired our lives. We mourn those who have died of COVID-19, reunite us with our beloved dead now through our memories and at the end of time in your presence. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Into your hands, merciful God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your loving care for the sake of the one who dwells among us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen.
I have just a, a few announcements, well, actually quite a few tonight, uh, to bring to your attention. Once again, welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in the Loop. My name is Pastor Ben Adams, and we are so grateful to have you with us, uh, especially if you've been away for a little while. Um, but to start off the announcements tonight, we this is our last weekend to fill out the anti-racism survey. We now have 108 responses, which is great, but we are hoping for 150. So hopefully by the end of this weekend, uh, we can reach that goal. So if you haven't already filled out the anti-racism survey, I think Bo will be dropping that in the chat for you. Um, you can always just click that, um, fill that out after worship. It takes 10 to 15 minutes and we'd encourage you, uh, even if anti-racism ministry hasn't been part of your experience or you haven't been involved in that, uh, those are the voices we truly need to hear. Um, so we'd like to get as many people to participate as possible. This is also the last weekend for endowment fund grant uh, applications to be taken. Uh, the deadline is tomorrow for those. So if you or an organization that you know is planning on filling out one of those endowment fund grant applications, uh, remind them that tomorrow is the deadline and the endowment fund committee is strict on that deadline. I have found out the hard way on that with my campus ministry. Um, so tonight after worship is our third and final conversation our discernment conversations that we've been having for the past two weeks. So tonight is the third and final one. If you haven't been a part of the first two weeks, don't worry, you can still join if you'd like to be a part of these conversations. It's really important that we have also a lot of voices heard in these moments um, as we are discerning where Holy Trinity is headed, especially after what we have experienced um, this year and this past year, um, what this moment might be teaching us and leading us into next. And so Help us listen for that spirit. Help us listen for God and share that with others in these conversations. So stick around after worship for that third and final discernment conversation. And then next week after worship, our conversation during our reception um, is going to center on the topic of reparations. And I know that topic sounds scary to some and it might scare you away, but I, I'd encourage you to really keep an open mind. Come to that conversation um, with, with uh, an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to really converse honestly about this topic of reparations. Uh, we actually even have some preparation materials. If you'd like to really engage in this conversation wholly with us, uh, we'd encourage you to read The Case for Reparations by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, or if you don't have time to read that full article in the next week, uh, we'd encourage you to check out at least the three paragraphs that we shared in the announcement that went out in the e-news. It's also on our website. So check that out. And I'd encourage you to stick around next week as well for our Let's Talk About Reparations. Tomorrow morning, our annual meeting. Uh, we are one church in two sites, so we will not be having a separate annual meeting for HT Loop. We will have one annual meeting for Holy Trinity as a whole. And uh, we'd encourage you to come back tomorrow morning. You can join us for worship at 930 and stay all the way through to the annual meeting. Or you can just show up right at 1020. That is when worship will be ending and the annual meeting will be getting started right on the heels of worship. So please be there. There's some important things to hear, uh, reflect on from this past year, and to vote on and prepare for for this upcoming year. So let's have Holy Trinity Lutheran Church's loop voice heard tomorrow. Um, please join us for our annual meeting uh, at 1020 in the morning. Also, Lent is just around the corner. So this is my final home stretch of these announcements. I know it's pretty long, but Lent is only two and a half weeks away. And so we have multiple ways of observing Ash Wednesday this year. Um, you can do Ash Wednesday at home. Um, we've put out a video that I actually recorded last week about how to make your own ashes at home, if that's something you'd like to do. Or if you feel like you'd like to experience uh, and, and have your ashes imposed by a, a priest or a pastor, you can come to either HT Lakeview or Grace Place uh, on Ash Wednesday between 11.30 and 12.30 or between 5.30 and 6.30. Uh, for ashes, for walk through ashes. There'll even be time uh, if you'd like to spend in the sanctuary to pray after you've received your ashes. So it's not going to be kind of a rush you out of the door kind of thing. You'll be able to receive your ashes and then take some time to pray and experience that. Um, and then we'll have worship services on those days as well. Uh, our Grace Place and Holy Trinity in the Loop worship service on Ash Wednesday will be at 6.30 p.m. that night. Um, the other things that I wanted to put on your radar is we're preparing for Lent and getting ready to wrap our minds around what Lent can look like for us. We actually have two different ways that you can observe the season of Lent. Um, one is by doing Lent at home. It's actually Taylor's uh, MIC project this year, and there's going to be some boxes that Taylor's putting together um, that have different prayers and prayer practices and items in their faith objects that you can use throughout the season of Lent, individually or with your family, 
And uh, if you'd like to sign up for one of those Lent at home faith boxes that Taylor will be preparing as part of her MIC project, uh, I'd encourage you to sign up at the link that Bo shared in the chat. And then finally, as we always do, we are going to be having our book study uh, during Lent with Holy Family Lutheran Church. And that's going to be on Wednesdays again. It's going to be from 5.30 until 7. The first half hour is optional. It'll be the fellowship supper time together on Zoom. And we will be reading a book this year uh, called Sanctuary, Being a Christian in the Wake of Trump. And so I encourage you, if you want to be a part of that book study, uh, pick the book up on your own. If you're having any trouble or can't get that book on your own, reach out to us. We'll make sure that you get a copy. Uh, but we don't want anybody to miss out in participating in this book study if you'd like to. So check out that uh, link that Bo also shared in the announcements. And those are all my announcements. I know that was a lot, but there's a lot happening, a lot coming up. And uh, it's a good thing that our church has a lot going on, but it is a lot to put out there. And I know uh, that for sure. So let us take a deep breath after all of those announcements. And we will continue now with our Lord's Prayer. Trusting in God's tender motherly care, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who traveled away with us. So be swift to love, and make haste to be kind, and the blessing of the triune God, who made us and loves us and goes before us, be upon you and all those whom you love, this day and always. Amen.
peace serve the lord thanks thanks be to god and now i once again invite you to turn your screen back on if you don't have your camera on if you're comfortable doing that we are going to be sharing the peace with one another so back into gallery view as well and let us do this as we share the peace with one another the peace of christ be with you always and also with you god's peace everybody <laughs>